WTEL podcasts are powered by Stanley Steamer Air Duct Cleaning, Delaware's clean air experts. Call 1-800-STEAMER. Brazilian cities on the border are just absolutely overwhelmed. Um, there has been some Brazilian military presence pushed north to try to assist with the flow of migrants. But for the most part, these cities have been operating on their own. And what you have is a situation where hospitals are inundated with incredibly sick migrants. You've got to remember that, you know, in Venezuela, disease is spreading like crazy. You've got, you know, massive problems with people not being able to get basic care for long-term illnesses like diabetes. And so you, you find that people are arriving in just horrific states um, in, with their with their health conditions. I mean, we, we passed through the halls of the hospital. We found, you know, one man who's waiting to get his leg amputated because he hadn't had his insulin shots in something like six months. Now, what a disaster. And uh, to consider that Venezuela, once upon a time, was not exactly the poorest country in South America, far from it. Not a basket case, but it has become a basket case. You're absolutely right. I mean, there was a time, you know, a couple of decades ago when Venezuela per capita was the richest country in South America. And this is largely due to the fact that it's an oil-rich country. Um, But what you saw, particularly since the death of Hugo Chavez, although, you know, he's not blameless in this, um, but since his death, you've seen, you know, former bus driver, President Maduro, um, take over command of the country. And the level of corruption and the level of mismanagement just skyrocketed. So their oil industry is in chaos. I mean, they're pumping oil at a rate, the lowest rate they've seen since the 1940s. You know, it is the the country is in absolute chaos. Does this now create an anti-immigration sentiment, ironically, in South America, to parallel Europe, but in this case, rather than North Africans or Middle Easterners, it, it's going to be against Venezuelans. Yeah, it's, it's a complicated situation. I mean, for some time, the Brazilians, as well as other countries in the region, they were opening their, their doors and they were doing their best to try to welcome these migrants who were fleeing desperate situations. But I think what you're seeing is that the overall numbers are just overwhelming. You have to understand that, you know, this year alone we're talking about potentially 2 million Venezuelans leaving the country. I mean, it's a massive number. And the numbers are so large and they're concentrated, you know, in border cities like Boa Vista, Brazil, you know, like the cities on the border of Peru and Ecuador. You know, these, these cities, this is not like European countries that have the means, for instance, to try to help the Syrian refugees that were escaping there in recent years. These are countries that are already very much developing nations yeah. that themselves need development aid. And now they're taxed with having to deal with, you know, basically hundreds of thousands of incredibly poor migrants. And in the minute or so remaining, I feel obligated to make this point. I mean, we've had so much the talking heads on cable TV news, and, and frankly, whether it be a conservative or a liberal channel, uh, that really don't go into the nuances of Venezuela, and we hear, well, you know, failure of socialism. Well, uh, arguably, just about every country in South America, correct me if I'm wrong, has elected a quote-unquote socialist government at one time or another in the last decade and a half. In some cases, uh, it's been a near disaster. In some cases, it's been fair to Midland. In some cases, it's been relatively prosperous. just depends. You can't uh, just use a, a, a broad paintbrush in making that description. That's, that's an incredibly good point. I mean, you know, if you go down to places like Uruguay and, you know, you even go to places like Chile, which is in some ways 
the model economy in South America. They, for years, had a socialist president. But we're talking about European-style socialism, French-style socialism. We're not talking about the kind of government that you see in Venezuela, which is, you know, socialist in name, but effectively a narco-governance, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these guys probably have more in common with, you know, the old dudes like Manuel Noriega. Than yeah, well, since you mentioned uh, uh, Manuel Noriega, I mean, look at what's happening right, right now in, in Nicaragua. It's kind of parallel to Venezuela, isn't it? But on the other hand, Evo Morales in Bolivia hasn't done as badly. No, you're absolutely right. Although even he is not nearly as popular as, as he, was he once before. was. Yeah. yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Um, but I think in many ways, you know, the, the problems with Venezuela, it's, it's an outlier, you know, I mean, and, and it's true. You're absolutely right. You can't necessarily blame the political system. I think what you need to do is you need to blame the people that are in charge of it. And we have to leave it there. We'll talk some more interesting conversation. Sure. Have a good weekend. Anthony Fiola, live in Miami.